Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, January 21st of 2020, and we are going to get started with the Belgian royal family. I don't really have any announcements, so let's go right into Belgium. There was quite a bit of stuff happening today in Belgium, um, however, none of it really went into a lot of detail because there's just not a lot to say about this stuff. Um, and the one that like I could have researched, I honestly just didn't. Um, we're going to have days like that. Look, a lot of the time I am going to do a lot of research and be really thorough and all of that, and I want to be. Um, however, sometimes there are days where... Um, that's just not the focus. So for me today, I have been focused on working and cleaning my apartment and enjoying the first day of a seven day news detox. Um, it's really hard to avoid the news just in general, but like already my mental health like today has been skyrocket better than it has been since November so like yay for that um, because that's super important to me um, and so like aside from going to the Royal House's websites or their Twitter accounts or social media in general I really didn't do a lot of extra research because I'm trying to avoid my computer like the plague because I know what will happen if I'm on it for too long so, with that being said, I did not do a lot of research today. I'm just going to kind of go through the events, um, and then, and it'll probably be a little bit shorter than they normally are. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm feeling chatty, but, like, I don't have a lot of context for things. So, with that, we're going to jump into the Belgian royal family events. Um, so, first... Um, King Philippe held an audience with the Minister of Energy this morning. So yesterday, I think, I was like, oh, we've moved on past the ministers and now we're into state secretaries. We are not. We're still, we've still got some ministers to go through. Um, so that was this morning. And then this afternoon, King Philippe also met with the President of the Republic of Georgia today. Um, it seems like she is on an official visit to Brussels. Again, I've done no research, but it seems like there might be something happening with um, foreign leaders of certain European countries in Brussels um, because both the president of Moldova and the president of the Republic of Georgia uh, have been in Brussels within the same week. Um, and those two countries are very close to each other. And also, I believe Moldova is a former part of the Soviet Union, and so it's part of, like, that cluster of European countries, and the Republic of Georgia definitely is. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, again, no research today. Usually there would be, but um, if it does happen again in the next couple of days, I'll definitely do some more research on 
why these uh, heads of state are in Brussels. Um, so those were King Philippe's events today, and then we go in to um, back to teleworking. So Queen Mathilde today participated in a digital conversation with representatives from the nonprofit called uh, Teach for Belgium. And so this is an organization that aims to reduce educational inequalities in Belgium. So one thing that COVID has made like horribly clear is not every single person has the same access to education unless they're in the classroom. And even then it's still not the same. Um, I know for me personally, like, where I live now is a very upper class suburb um, of a big of my like state's capital, um, but I grew up in like a rural a rural area of the state. Um, strangely, only ten minutes away from where I live right now, but like the educational differences between a student from where I went to high school and a student from the high school where I live now are astronomical. Um, but even like where I went to school is much more advantaged than where other people I know have gone to school. Um, you know, I always had internet at home. It was easy. You know, I did some online learning just as a necessity. Um, but COVID has made it extremely clear how different um, people have access to their education, especially right now. Um, so that's what the conversation was focused on. Um, so that's what was going on in Belgium. It was a full day. Um, that's kind of what we have. Like, some countries had nothing, and then other countries had full days. Like, two plus events each for each country that had things today. So that's what's going on. Um, in Belgium, we'll see, I don't think they have anything on their like pre-planned agenda for tomorrow, but that does not mean things will not pop up um, because that has been known to happen, especially this month. I've just learned that um, relying on calendars this month is just not even a feasible option. So it'll be an interesting rest of the month. <laughs> so ready for January to be over y'all. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move on now to the British royal family. the UK, there are still no public facing events. So this is because the UK is in lockdown. Um, we're going to see this a lot over the next while um, because they can't go anywhere. Um, so everything that we're talking about is coming from the court circular for the most part, unless they publicize something. And usually that comes like a few days later after we've already talked about it um, because I don't know why that's happening, but that's what's happening. Um, so 
Today on the court circular, we had a few events. Um, so the Prince of Wales held a sustainable markets initiative meeting uh, via video conference. Um, so the sustainable markets initiative is something that Charles launched about a year ago now um, at the World Economic Forum or what's commonly referred to as Davos. Um, where basically a bunch of rich people and heads of states and foreign leaders get together and they talk about the world's problems and then they throw some money at it and then they go home and they do nothing. That's what Davos is. Um, however, there are great ideas that come out of it, um, including last year the Prince of Wales launched the Sustainable Markets Initiative um, that does seem to at least have weekly conversations. They just launched um, a program uh, focused on making sustainability a part of um, for-profit for organizations. Um, so that's really great. Um, so the Sustainable Markets Initiative Committee or whatever, like they meet once a week, so there could be something that comes out of that. But so far in a year, there's been one, no, two. Two like r big projects and they've come out within the past three months. Um, and I'm not sure what they're doing to help, but that's okay. Um, so that was Charles's event. And then today the Duchess of Cornwall held a meeting in her role as patron of Silver Lines. So she met with representatives from the organization. Um, I do wanna specify, so the court circular didn't say whether it was via video conference or telephone or anything like that. I would presume it was held through one of those mediums and not in person. Um, however, it didn't specify, so I don't know how that meeting took place. Um, but that was Camilla's event. And then today, uh, the Duke of Cambridge spoke to uh, representatives from the healthcare industry. So he spoke to three different people uh, via a telephone call. Um, I would presume focusing on COVID, but again, the court circular doesn't give a lot of context. So all I knew is that it was three different healthcare representatives. Um, they did name them. Um, however, I did not write those names down. Um, anyway, so that's what was going on in the UK today. Um, and then we're gonna actually skip Denmark because there was nothing happening in Denmark. There is nothing on the calendar. It is what it is. I'm working through my frustration with the Danish royal calendar this month um, and just quietly trusting that they're working from home and not reporting on it. I don't know. I have feelings. I'm getting frustrated, but we'll move on. So with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now to the Netherlands. Another country that had so many events in one day, um, you guys, it was like, so I typically have notifications on um, for Twitter and like I get notified every time the royal family does something of any country, um, as long as they have a Twitter account, I get notified. 
Um, however, I've turned that off for like the past week and just made it, or I've turned it off for a couple weeks now and I'm gonna keep it off for this week and then we'll see if it comes back. Um, just as a way to like reduce some stress and anxiety. <laughs> um, because that's like my big 2021 goal is like to not be so anxious and also to sleep more. That's my goal. My 2021 goal is to like not be so anxious and that will lead to letting me sleep more at a rough end of 2020. <laughs> um, but with all of that being said, um, this would have overwhelmed me from the Dutch Royal family today because like it was every 15 minutes it felt like they were tweeting. Um, I still get like the little red dot notification that I have something, um, but I can choose to check it whenever I want. It's not like I get an, I don't get like a banner anywhere, um, which is my favorite thing, by the way. So here are three things that happened. And then also they tweeted like a recap of the multiple video conversations that Queen Maxima has had. Uh, with leaders in Senegal as a representative of the UN um, for her role as the UN Special Advocate for Inclusive Finance and Development. Um, but then the events that actually took place today are King Willem Alexander virtually presented the 15th uh, Chamber of Commerce Innovation Top 100. Um, and this event came through and I was like looking at pictures and it just looked like a really fun event. Um, you know, kind of these like virtual galas, award shows. I realized like it's COVID and some people miss those things, but like I kind of love the idea of like a virtual awards show or a virtual awards gala. Like those are great. Um, because you don't see them, like, obviously you don't see them that often um, because they're only taking place out of necessity this way. But, like, I just think it's a really cool, different way to experience things. Like I said, guys, my mental health is on point today. And, like, I'm seeing everything through rose-colored glasses. Or I'm just an optimist today. I'm sure tomorrow I will not be. <laughs> but today I'm in a great mood and I'm in a very optimistic mood. Maybe tomorrow I will be, because I'm not consuming any more news. I don't know. This is going to be my life now. I'm just never going to consume news again. Is that appropriate? Because that's what I would like. Um, and then, okay, so the next thing is King Willem Alexander spoke with representatives from the bookselling industry, um, where the focus was obviously on the impact of COVID-19 on bookselling. Um, and so these are traditional like in-person shops um, that have of course been impacted by COVID. So people I'm sure are reading more, but I also would imagine there's an increase, an increase, an increase, an increase in um, like digital book sales. I know I personally only loan out like I will rent books from the library that are digital. So like my audiobooks come from my local library. My physical books are like not physical. They're Kindle books that I rent from my library um, or borrow. That's the word, borrow. Um, like I just, that's how I read. Um, 
I did almost buy a book today, but I think I'm going to try and loan it out from the library um, because that's just what I do. And like, it's a cost-saving measure. It's an um, environmentally friendly option, especially with this situation where like the only thing I'm contributing is like the energy I use on my phone or my computer or whatever device I'm using to read. Um, so that was, I'm sure, an interesting conversation. I do feel bad for... Um, you know, I hate the impact that COVID is having on kind of these like independent shops, um, and locally owned and operated businesses of really any kind, you know, restaurants, books, bookshops, uh, bakeries, etc. Like it just sucks. COVID just sucks. Ugh, stupid COVID. Um, anyway, okay. So then the final event is Queen Maxima participated in a webinar um, as part of the Debt-Free Netherlands initiative that has been going on for the past few months. I think it launched in October of last year, um, or maybe launched before that, but then like the official launch event was supposed to be, I think, in April of 2020, but then COVID happened, and so they transitioned the event to like October, I think. Um, and so they're holding different events for really helping the people of the Netherlands get out of consumer debt, um, and that way they can continue in their prosperity. Um, the Netherlands is a very wealthy country, and so they're just doing all they can to, like, one, help their people, um, help the people of the Netherlands in their money management, but also, um increase their uh, economic standing in the world. So that's what was going on in the Netherlands. Um, we are now going to go ahead and move on to Norway where we just had a couple of events, but I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about there. Um, so let's go to Norway now. Norway there weren't a lot of events um, there was actually one event today and then a birthday so we'll start with the event and then move on um, pretty quickly from Norway so today King Harald Queen Sonja and Crown Prince Akun were holding or held a audience with the foreign minister um, so this is one I don't find myself often wondering like what happens behind a lot of closed doors meetings like audiences and stuff because I genuinely like I care but I don't like but the weekly meetings with the foreign minister in Norway is all is very interesting to me like I know a lot happens on the world stage every week believe me because like I do talk about it um in here but like more in a royal context but like I also read the news, not this week, but like, I do typically read the news. I'm very interested in foreign affairs and like, 
I typically know what's going on in the world, so I don't know what on earth they can talk about every seven days. I don't get it. Um, like, I understand the importance of being well-informed, but, like, I don't understand how Norwegians can have a weekly meeting with a foreign minister, a weekly council of state meeting, and, like, still get anything done. I don't, I don't know. I have questions. Things that I would like to ask if I were ever to be able to talk to a royal. What do you need to talk about every week? Like, that would be my question. Um... So that was the event, and then today, Princess Ingrid Alexandra celebrated her 17th birthday. So she is the oldest daughter, um, oldest child of Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Matamarit, um, and she is second in line to the throne of Norway behind her father. Um, so I did expect a new photo from the Norwegian royal household however they released one um, that they took during the summer photo shoot so I'd already seen this one um, but I have posted it online on the dailyroyal.com and um, the daily royal on Instagram so go check those out um, but that's what was going on in Norway not a huge update but just a little bit of uh, chatting about what was going on there um, and now we are going to go ahead and move on to Spain. Spain was a, another country with a lot of events today, um, so King Felipe had two events and Queen Letizia had one. Um, also this is the first time we have seen Queen Letizia in two weeks, so that was really exciting. Um, but let's jump into what the events actually were. So today King Felipe visited the Hydrographic Institute of the Navy as well as a hydrographic vessel or ship that basically tracks hydrography. Hyd hydrography? Yep, don't know how to say that word. Really regretting not looking it up. It seemed so simple and now I don't know how to say it. Um, but anyway, this hydrography or hydrography is, you know, how we have geography, which is like the study of the physical characteristics of the earth, of like land. Uh, so hydrographics is the same thing, but for water. Um, so Felipe kind of visited the, the Hydrographic Institute where he took a, basically a tour um, and saw all the things that they were working on and then uh, boarded this hydrographic vessel, which is where they do a lot of the like mapping and stuff um, of the water. I would presume around Spain. I don't think they would map the whole world's water, but maybe, I have no idea. Again, not a lot of research today. Um, but that was like 
a really cool event and honestly one that I might go back through like tomorrow and look at a little bit more. Um, but that's what was going on for King Felipe. Um, and then today Queen Letizia attended a meeting with the Telefonica Foundation Management Committee. And again, y'all, no research. I have no context um, for any of these events, like, at all, um, which usually I do. So it's bizarre that I don't have, like, any context. Um, but like I mentioned at the top of the segment, this is the first time we've seen Queen Letizia in two weeks um, because last week Madrid was pelted with snow and her two events got canceled because, like, it was not safe to go anywhere in Madrid. Um, and so today was her return after being not MIA, but like MIA for two weeks. Um, so that was like really exciting. I did not get my wish of seeing any Spanish Royals in the snow, which I am like legitimately offended by. Um, I know I shouldn't be, and I'm not really, but like, like it's not legitimately, but I am kind of bummed out. Like, that's something I was kind of looking forward to because Madrid doesn't get snow. Like, Spain does not get snow except for in the mountains. And, like, okay, fine. But, like, you don't see the Spanish royals in snow. I've seen it once, and it was a photo call at a ski resort near, I, I think near Madrid, but I don't know where the, the skiing actually took place because it was a few years ago. Like, that's the only time I've seen them in snow. So I would have liked it. But then today in Madrid, it was raining, and so nothing happened. Um, and also, I do want to mention, like, there was no uh, mention from the royal family about anything that happened yesterday with the building uh, explosion. Um, like I said, though, it was a natural... It wasn't... I hate calling it a natural cause, but it wasn't, like, a bomb or any kind of threat. Um, it just, a gas main broke and it was a gas leak. Um, so of course, like that makes sense that they didn't really talk about it because it was just like an act of nature kind of. Um, so that was a, a little bit of a surprise. I was shocked by that, but, um, who knows? It's still only a day old, so maybe tomorrow, maybe not. I don't, I don't know what to expect there. Um, but that's what was going on in Spain. Like I said, not a whole lot to really talk about because I didn't do any research. Um, but now we are going to go ahead and move on to Sweden. We are finishing out this episode in Sweden. Uh, so there were no public facing events. However, I would like to thank the Swedish Royal household for not releasing this until like six hours ago. Um, because of course now I have to talk about it. I was really hoping not to talk about this today. Um, however, today 
the Swedish royal court released the telegram that King Carl Gustav sent to President Biden. Um, and so, like I did yesterday with King Harald, I am going to read the letter in its entirety, um, including the address, because it's it's just really fun to say this whole title um, and to just say Joe Biden's full name. It makes me very happy in my life. So the telegram states from the very top, his excellency, his excellency, Mr. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., President of the United States of America, Washington, D.C. On the occasion of your assuming high office, uh, on the occasion of your assuming the high office of President of the United States, I extend to you my sincere congratulations and my best wishes for your health and happiness and for the well-being and prosperity of the people of the United States. Signed, Carl Gustav R. Royal Palace, Stockholm, 20th of January, 2021, which was, of course, yesterday. However, they did not release the telegram until today. Um, this is, I, I know I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I'm a little bit more clear-headed, a little less in shock, um, and a little, I've slept. <laughs> um, this is common. Um, so I don't, I didn't run this podcast four years ago. Um, however, I know a lot of these conversations happened four years ago. Um, a lot of these telegrams were sent. It's normal diplomatic behavior. Um, these kings and queens that I talk about every day are going to probably in all likelihood meet President Biden. Now, there's a pandemic to contend with, so it might not happen. Um, but like they are all heads of state and it's pretty normal for these people to all end up in a room together. I know, um, aside from state dinners, I mean, I know I've seen, I saw former president Trump with, uh, King Philippe of Belgium, um, president Obama was, uh, in Spain a few times, maybe just once, um, but he was greeted at the Royal Palace by King Felipe. Um, like it's a normal practice when they go to certain meetings, if the king or queen attends from that country or like they'll meet, it's normal. Um, this is all part of like the diplomatic conversation. I am sure that probably every single monarch that I have talked that I talk about has sent a telegram. It's just not every single one is going to share the, them. Like Queen Elizabeth, Buckingham Palace made it known that Queen Elizabeth sent a message to President Biden, um, but they don't share the contents. Like Sweden and Norway sharing the content is kind of the unusual. I do still kind of expect one from the Danish royal household, but maybe not. Um, like I said, I didn't talk about these royals four years ago, and if they did send them and I was even paying any kind of attention, I didn't want to see it. Um, I'm just going to be really honest. Like, 
Donald Trump becoming president of the United States four years ago just about crushed me. And so I wanted nothing to do with him. I still don't, but like, had I been running this podcast, I would have talked about it. I probably would have cried through it, but I would have talked about it. Um, So I just wanted to throw that out there now that I'm a little more clear headed. Um, My anxiety is, you know, down from like 100 to like 30, which is amazing. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about it with a clearer head. Like this is normal behavior. Um, there's nothing special about this. I mean, it is special in a historical content context, but like this is normal operating procedure. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case like yesterday, I know I was, and I was in a weird place. I was like on cloud nine, but also just exhausted from anxiety um so i just wanted to make that abundantly clear that like this is normal and not out of the ordinary by any stretch of the imagination um so with that like i said there was no actual events in sweden but i wanted to read that um and talk a little bit more clear-headedly about the royals and the relationship with the current president former presidents etc So with that, I am going to go ahead and end this podcast. I will more than likely talk to you all tomorrow if there are enough events. If there aren't, we'll do a four-day podcast that comes out on Tuesday next week. So with that, I will talk to you all next time. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Bye.